Hello and welcome to Publish Me, a monthly podcast series from the AS21 Podcast Network, where we review the writing and publishing process of the fantasy epic, The Will of the Magi. I'm your host, Keith F. Shelvin, publisher of AS21 Media, and joining me as always is... Hello everyone, this is Paul Dickinson Russell, the author of The Will of the Magi. I hope everyone's summer is starting off quite well. Um, better than mine since I have a cold. Woohoo! Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, Paul. Isn't it so great to have a cold when the weather is so warm outside? Oh, yeah, it feels wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Rana couldn't be here for the start of the episode, but she is on the bo- the main part where uh, this is chapter 27 of the Publishing Podcast, in which we will be have some audio recorded live at the Gaithersburg Book Festival in Gaithersburg, Maryland, featuring myself, Rana Gaynor, past guest AS21 creative Bianca Palmazano as well as new guest AS21 chief of visual design John Mulcahy so we talk about our day at Gaithersburg some of the things we've seen some of the things we've eaten some of the things we've avoided uh, and share that experience with you all so keep on keep on listening and hopefully you'll enjoy that bit and we also have some video from that event on the AS21 YouTube channel under the new AS21 Live video series. We have not only uh, me setting up the table first thing in the morning, uh, we had done live streaming of that on Periscope, but then the video posted there. And then we also have, when Bianca showed up, she was our AS21 mascot and did some dancing around the festival with uh, an AS21 blanket on her back. So be sure to check that out. So, uh, Paul, what do we have in the way of updates for this June 2017 edition of the podcast? Uh, things are going well. Um, I heard back from Corey. He wrapped up the second third of uh, The Will of the Magi. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't gotten him the final third. I have, I've had some technical difficulties on my end. Oh, uh, hopefully, I'll be able to resolve those in the next day or two. So, I'll be able to get that to him, hopefully, by... Tuesday or Wednesday, and then we'll be able to go full steam ahead. Everything I have heard from a few more of my beta readers uh, that have you know been pestered up the wazoo by me, they have good things to say about the character development, the plot, how things go, and then all the typical issues I generally have of, you use the wrong uh, tense of the word, mm-hmm. and several times. So I got. Hey, you don't know how I, how they speak. I mean, you've never been to that. that no. Well, I mean, it's yeah. Apparently, they, my characters speaking uh, something similar to American English. So, you know, there is a minor precedent for everything, but yeah, it all works out. I and mean, I understand it gets kind of boring sometimes, though. Some <laughs> going through all that fun stuff, but yeah, that's what we have editors for. That's you know catching all those little things because you don't want to be reading a book and it have those kind of inconsistencies that uh, can oh, yeah. pretty much knock a reader right out of it. So, Well, it's always fun for me when I read copies of some of my favorite books. Uh, I know I have um, my digital copy of Frank Herbert's Dune. Mm-hmm. Um, my physical copies of Tolkien's The Hobbit all have issues in them. 
Uh-huh. So I, I, you know, I am good enough to catch them in other people's work. I'm just awful at catching them in my own. Yeah. And it really work. It really should, you know, does my heart good. That's like, oh, I'm not the only person. These really good authors have also screwed up royally. So it's good to know. Yeah. Well, I know personally on my first book, Folk Soliloquy, there were all kinds of little mistakes that I just read over it so many times. It was, you know, kind of like fatigue on my eyes. I couldn't notice them anymore. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you know, something that I've talked over with um, my personal chief editor, who is also my mother, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, she's also really good at that, um, is, you know, she always recognized that, you know, I can't see all my mistakes because I know exactly what it's supposed to be in my head. Mm-hmm. So my brain automatically corrects it whether I'm actually seeing it or not. So that's why, you know, we have, again, why we have editors. Well, it's like that, uh, that, those uh, mind games that go around Facebook every once in a while where they have the first and the last letter of the word correct and then all in the middle it's like gibberish. Oh, yeah. But it's enough for someone to recognize what the word is. Oh, yeah. And I've seen, I love those. I love reading through those things, especially when they add in like numbers and other symbols. Yeah. I can generally read them very well. It's entertaining for my head. It's like, oh, okay, that's what that says. Yeah, so that's kind of kind of what's happening here is you're just, I that's a, it's both a skill and a detriment to be able to do that because then you miss obvious mistakes when yep. you're doing editing. So that's uh, where having an editor's eye would make it like, I not that people with an editor's eye wouldn't be able to do those mind games. It's just probably a bit more difficult because they're used to looking for the word to be spelled absolutely right. So these are things we always have to take into consideration. So yeah. Oh, well. All right. So, uh, now, if Rana were here, we'd be talking and get her thoughts on final feedback from going to Gatorsburg. But also, we have an announcement to make. Ooh. Yes. Uh, It was not my... Originally, I wasn't planning for this, but then uh, a special came our way, and we got a good opportunity. Rana and I will be attending the Virginia Comic Con in Richmond, Virginia. On the campus of Virginia Commonwealth University on two days, July 8th and 9th, coming up next month. So that'll be the day after the next episode posts. Congratulations. Yes, we will be tabling there. Rana will be there with her prints and we'll be doing some live audio recording for the podcast. We'll do some live video recording for the AS21 live video series where we're going to be talking to cosplayers about them putting together their costumes because we are a storytelling company and that's that's a great story. And if people want to talk about their love of a certain fandom or people want to talk about the time and effort or, you know, if they did the costume by themselves or if they worked with a loved one or, you know, someone else to put these costumes together get that story and i always love hearing those kinds of stories i mean the first comic con i went to with jim king last year we had a guy going around in a full rock um rocketeer costume (laughs) that he had and he was able to get the leather jacket and he had the helmet and the rocket machined for himself for him and just going into all the interesting stuff on that he kind of let me down when I saw him at the next Comic-Con I went to. He was walking around in his Star Trek original series uniform. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, oh. 
That's cool. I mean, it's still cool because he and his wife were going around and she was dressed in in a matching, you know, the red yeoman's uniform. And, but still, <laughs> not as cool as the Rocketeer. Very few things are as cool as true Rocketeer garb. Yes. And kids today will not appreciate the Rocketeer. And I don't like these <laughs> young kids with their... Superpowered heroes. Well, you know they're talking about remaking the movie. Yeah, don't get me started. Okay, yeah, that's probably for the best. Rock, yeah, that is a great movie. Just leave it the way it is. Don't exactly. re- don't remake good movies. Remake the crap movies. Make I mean, like better. they re- they're remaking. They remade the Mummy. That you, the Mummy does not need to be remade. Yeah, you know, this is why I, you know we need to get more and more of you young people listening writing new ideas, mm-hmm. so we can have new ideas going to these movie places, so we have original stuff to watch. Right? Yeah, like they're fun. I mean, they tried making Philip Pullman his Dark Materials series in movies. It didn't work out, but now they're doing a TV series. Uh, my. Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events. The movie was okay. The TV series that they've now done is excellent. Phenomenal. Yeah. The Wheel of Time is get, has got apparently got the green light to start their TV series, so hopefully that works out. Game of Thrones is getting four spin-offs oh. in television. Yeah. Possibly Wonder five. Woman, Wonder Woman, you know, is a good movie. Yeah, uh, they finally made Wonder Woman. They How finally many? made Wonder Woman and she broke the records. Six Superman oh. movies, a dozen Batman movies. They finally made Wonder Woman into a movie. And, and it was fantastic. And it shattered everything. Yes. So everyone remember, women, you can do anything. Yep. Just remember to kick a guy in the balls to do so. All right. So this is the June 2017 edition. And May 20th, we were at Gaithersburg, Maryland. Now, I do want to say one more thing before we get to that audio. A week before that, we had another event at the Walls of Books in Washington, D.C. It was the AS21 third birthday extravaganza. Woohoo! And it's part of the extravaganza, which we broadcast live on Periscope and is now available on the AS21 YouTube channel. We announced a few big announcements. Hive 3 coming out. Corey Parker is now chief of publishing. Promotion from Editor-in-Chief, and a couple other promotions. But the key thing is, we are now, I'm speaking for me specifically, we are now AS21 Media. Moving on from just publishing, we are expanding our overall media empire, and not just having books, but now we're growing our podcast, and we have rebranded our YouTube channel, and we are now growing our YouTube video series. So we went from having two official series and a couple minor ones to upping the couple minor ones a little bit with new graphics and everything. So now you go to our podcast, you have Publish Me, you have Passion on the Page, you have uh, The World's Only Podcast, you have Sex Vex Perplex, which is actually now going on summer hiatus, but all the episodes still up there. You have I Stand, you have It's Not Even Past, you have Tales from the Old New Land. And, of course, my weekly one literally this week. Now you go to the video series. You have Creative Speaking on the 14th of month, uh, author interview series. You have Ask AS21 the 21st, the week monthly webcast that I host. 
now we have AS21 Live. Whenever we have events, we're going to have the video put up there as part of AS21 Live, including special little bits. So that's where the interview with the cosplayers at Comic-Con will be. Then we have AS21 Unboxed, because we get boxes of stuff all the time from Vistabit, from printers, from other suppliers. So now... Unboxing videos seem to be trending pretty well on YouTube, so we're jumping on that and sharing things as we're unboxing them. So check out AS21 Unboxed, newest series on the AS21 YouTube channel. Now, one change on that, we were posting episodes of Publish Me on our own separate Publish Me YouTube channel and then then listing them under... AS21 podcast on the AS21 YouTube channel. We're not going to be doing that anymore. Not that we're not going to be hosting on YouTube. We're just going to be posting them on the main AS21 YouTube channel. So it will be one YouTube channel to go to for all of your AS21 video content. So that'll be the four video series I just mentioned. That'll be the episodes of Publish Me. That'll be episodes of Passion on the Page that we're putting up there. And that'll soon be episodes of I Stand as well appearing on there so that we three podcast series available in both audio and video form now of course when i say video form for both publish me and passion on the page for publish me it's it's the audio you're hearing now but with some pictures and some of the ads a little bit more to it and but for passion on the page it'll be lyric videos where the actual words of the poetry will appear on the screen as it's being read by the authors so no extra special thing i stand will be a full interview series though where we actually have the video of the interviews that are going on all right so i've been droning on more than a bit there let's get back to talk about gaithersburg may 20th it was a beautiful day it was overcast, a little chilly, but overall great day. According to the people in charge, it was a record-breaking day. Over 22,000 people turned out to the book festival in Gaithersburg. Uh, I manned the AS21 table all day long. I was there for, I was on my own until about 1 o'clock, and that's when everyone else sort of filtered in. Jim King had been on and off during the day. Ronna Gaynor showed up. Uh, we had Corey Parker and his wife Brittany show up. Then Bianca Palmazzano showed up later in the day. So we, we had quite a crew at the table towards the end of the day. And, of course, John Mulcahy showed up as well. Uh, I wasn't able to grab Corey and set him down long enough for us to do the audio recording. So instead, we have a interesting crew of people with diverse experiences and diverse backgrounds talking about their day at Gaithersburg. So please give a listen, and we'll be back to talk about it right after this. All right, this is Keith F. Shovlin, publisher of AS21 Media, live at the Gaithersburg Book Festival in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Joining me today is... Rana Gaynor, illustrator in residence. And special guest... Bianca Palmazano, author of The Empty Spaces and Will This Be on the Final? Now, it is, as of right now, what time is it? Five o'clock on this Saturday afternoon. It's been a little chilly, about... 66 degrees and overcast the whole day but otherwise lovely it has not kept people away there are a lot of kids a lot of readers and a lot of excitement although i think the day is starting to wind down yes uh, the event's supposed to go to six o'clock but many tables are already emptying out but 
we're determined to be the last one standing. At oh. least I am determined to be the last one standing. <laughs> I've been here since 8 a.m. and I ain't going till it's over because I don't want to have to carry all my stuff to the car. <laughs> so, so Rana, you've walked around here a few times now. What are your impressions of the event? Uh, I'm seeing a lot of familiar faces that I saw at the Kensington Book Festival, so it's just like, oh, hey! Um, bunch of new authors uh, th- whose work that, that... I can totally speak. Whose works look really interesting, and I'm hoping I can um, get back in touch with them later. I, I, like, collect business cards like a magpie, so it's going to be a fun weekend of going through those and, like, looking into buying some more books, because I really need to get back on the reading train. All right, Bianca, have you walked around at all already? I actually haven't done a whole lot of walking around, but I've been enjoying interacting with people when they've come up to the booth. Uh, um, I Obviously, you don't have the benefit of the visual, but uh, we have an AOS 21 branded blanket here, which is very warm and keeping me cozy, and I occasionally decide to dance around with it to attract customers, and it, it is a fairly effective advertising method. Yes. So it's been a, a fun and carefree day. <laughs> And joining us now, we have AS21's Chief of Visual Design, John Mulcahy. John, you want to say hi? Hello, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, John. (laughs) John, what are your impressions at the festival today? It was a good crowd, a lot of people. Good interactions. This is your first time coming to a book festival, right? Yes, it is. (laughs) Would you come back to one if I hadn't invited you? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the pregnant pause. Yes. Gotta love it. Well, I mean, there's Clifford the Big Red Dog here. How could you not love it? Yes. Uh, it's great people watching. Also, lots and lots of dogs. I am very easily distracted by small furry animals, so I've just been, like, flitting around, just being like, ah, dogs! <laughs> so, <laughs> that's why it's fun for me. Yep, and of course, with Rhonda here, we have some of... Uh, prints of the cover art of the Will of the Magi that we've been showing off today. and I, I have official business cards now. They was 21. It's like, oh my god, I'm a real adult doing adult things. <laughs> and the, the cover art is beautiful. Um, it's just like a stunning color. I, I like want to read the book just, just looking at the cover. So, you clearly wished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, well... <laughs> Well, that is always the goal. I mean, uh, I know when we came out with the first Hive book, we sold four copies of it on cover art alone, just putting up as poster art. So hopefully we'll have the same effect with Will of the Magi. Yeah, um, Keith made me business cards uh, both of, for AWS 21, and also he just made me some cards uh, with the like miniature version of the book cover on it. And I, um, while I was making the rounds, I kind of went up to the authors and went like, Hey, do you self-publish? Do you need self-publishing help? I work with a publishing company. Here's the book cover. So, marketing. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah, and I've been. Uh, Keith gave me a big box of the the promo cards for my second book. Will this be on the final? And I've been hiding them in uh, coffee shops and Starbucks and at uh, like busboys and poets all around DC. So if y'all. Uh, tweet to us other suggestions for where I should put these cards um, I, I still have a huge box of them and I want everyone to see because the 
the photo shoot that we did to make that cover art was so much fun and I'm just so pleased with how, how it turned out. <laughs> Uh, please forgive the background noise. We are right up against the children's playground here in Griffith Park at City Hall in Gaithersburg. Uh, and it's a good enough location uh, if you don't mind the kids. and uh, So John looks a little unsettled. He's just shaking his head like we can see him or something. <laughs> yes, John, this is not a visual medium. It's not? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly experienced podcasters all around here. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Uh, what, what's oh. a podcast? Oh, <laughs> this this woman with the like so there's a lady at this book festival who is carrying a little fluffy white dog. She's in a all black velour pantsuit and she's got uh, a little bit of I think it's it, uh, like green, like not quite blossomed Queen Anne's lace tucked into her headband, sticking out like antennae. And I just, I don't know what possessed her to do this, but she is definitely the most notable thing that I have seen so far. And she's just constantly passing back and forth. There's an author at a table, a uh, couple. Uh, booths away from us. He's got a sequined fedora that has LED flashing lights attached to it. Yep, yep, yep. So he's just he's just working the magpie factory like, oh, come talk to me. My hat is shiny. I have definitely done that before with events I worked. I got a, a similar sh- like sequiny fedora that that blinks at Disney World from back when they had the Captain EO um, thing it was like Michael Jackson's like music video like not feature length (laughs) production thing about a space captain and so they sold the hats that he wore in it and I wear that all the time when I'm like producing stuff it's delightful and goofy and people do stop and talk to you so (laughs) That's fantastic. Bright lipstick and flashing hats, man. That's all you need. I once once tabled at, well, back when I tabled at CatsCon, I wore a uh, shark costume uh, that had, like, a hood where the ridge of the hood was shark teeth. So people would just stop by and go, like, oh, my God, you're a shark. Yay. So, and it had, like, pointed fins on the sleeves. So, yeah. Outfits, man. (laughs) I guess you really have to bring it. I know when I do Comic-Con, I wear uh, my Doctor Who vest that was yeah. made for me for uh, as my groomsman wear for Corey Parker's wedding. <laughs> was it a was it a Doctor Who themed wedding or do you just happen to look uh, No, it Doctor was Who-ish? it was all the groomsmen had different sci-fi <gasps> vests made for them by the groom's mother. That's so, awesome. So like I had Doctor Who, someone else had the, you know the captain's tunic from Star Trek. Uh, the best man had the Millennium Falcon technical design drawings. Oh, that's so good. See, and you have like wedding envy for when people come up with super good themes like that. And I was looking on Facebook the other day that and people who had decorated their graduation caps with yeah. like amazing puns or um, like aspirational quotes from Disney movies and things like that. And I, I totally dropped the ball on this, guys. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. Yeah. One of my best friends, uh, she ended up on the cover of a BuzzFeed article for her um, graduation cap design. She had Rainbow Dash uh, on it and it said 20% more graduated. <laughs> That's, That's so perfect. <laughs> uh, oh. 
Yeah, our graduation, all we want to do is get out yeah. as fast as we could. Yeah, like you might have that rare person that had you know, just like masking tape on the top of theirs saying F off. Or <laughs> no, no. Really what I want to do was walk across the stage, hand the thing, and as I'm going, go zip, drop, pop. Here you go. Yeah. Wow. Out the door. I wore shorts and t-shirts and flip-flops to graduation. All right. Yeah, I remember you got kicked out of my graduation because you were wearing your shorts and t-shirt and flip-flops. <laughs> That's why I want to take the gown off on the stage and be like, see, I can wear this. Because <laughs> yeah, I remember I found you after you walked, and I could tell that that's what you were wearing underneath, because that's the only thing you ever wear. Because it was also 125 degrees in the yeah. arena, in, inside the arena. Yeah. Where was this? An American. Yeah. Better in, what in, state, in D.C. Though? D.C. Oh, snap. Why was it 125 yeah, degrees in the arena? Uh, air conditioning at that point or something? When you pack the entire College of Arts and Science school and all the parents and everybody in there and all the lights and you're in cap and gown. You act like I wasn't there, like I didn't do this. Uh, it's just like... It, uh, SIS is bigger than CAS. Uh, so... Uh, now we're uh, getting no. into like university politics. Well, at, at that time, CAS was bigger because oh, well, SIS was doing joint ceremonies back then with oh, SPA. Okay, uh, never mind. And we had, and they had Tim Russert speaking for his graduation, so it was especially packed. Wait, yeah. I feel really dumb. Who's Tim Russert? Oh, the I'm sorry. Of um, meet the. Yeah, so he that's ended the, his speech by not only saying Happy Mother's Day, but also Go Bills. <laughs> <laughs> right, and we're sitting there. But CAS had its own graduation because it was big enough. Yeah. And we were all packed in. Yes. Back then, CAS was the only one that had their graduation by themselves. Oh. And okay. everybody else had joints, joint ones. Because they all did it on one day. Now there's like five graduations. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember we were trying... That was back when we were trying to decide, can we go outside? Do we dare go outside? Can we please go outside? <laughs> and the school captain would say, no, quit asking. No, no, go away. Yeah. <laughs> My graduation, um, the School of the Arts was very small, so we had this like huge warehouse like graduation hall, and at the end of it, there was like a conga line of this orchestra, this band just dressed like Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band, like bright garish colors just like playing music to send us out with like people in like public costumes art school gotta love it (laughs) that's amazing our graduation talk is good because today is georgetown's graduation oh yes it is wow they graduated late because au graduated two weeks ago and gw last week they graduated mother's day oh that's right that was last week then yeah georgetown always graduates a week after american is that like a thing? A thing. Yeah. They, they need to make it like it has they to be a thing. They stagger the graduations because of the people in the hotels. Oh, that makes That's sense. That's a good point. Yeah. Hello. Okay. Yeah, GW was two weeks ago then. I think. Or was it last week? Oh, I, think, I think it's this weekend. Yeah. I feel like uh, GW is the last one. I'm not sure. Because I know two weeks ago I was walking around doing tours and I could have sworn I saw people in GW regalia. Going around for graduation. So. Maybe I saw high school prom kids walking in Southwest. Yeah, that was pretty cute. I know, but like bright, sparkly sequin pink dresses. Yeah, uh, good stuff. I went up to Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago with uh, one of our podcasters, Evan Tucker, 
and we were walking over to the Pittsburgh Penguins arena to hopefully we were hoping to catch the game on the big screen outside because it was an away game and we kept on walking past people in cap and gown uh, Penguins Arena is right next to Duquesne University, and that was Duquesne graduation night. Yeah. I almost went to Duquesne University. Really? Oh, you almost went to the bluff? <laughs> and then I decided, I woke up and decided not to. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <coughs> oh, excuse me. graduation is tomorrow. Oh, okay. okay. Or it's in 16 hours, 13 minutes, and 20 <laughs> seconds, according to the countdown clock on GW's website. Wow. Of course they have a countdown clock, yes. Oh, and your speaker? It's none other than U.S. Senator Tammy Duckworth. Oh, Tammy's awesome. Yeah. You know, Senator from um, Illinois and a veteran of the Iraq War. So were they going to play the theme song to DuckTales when she comes onto the stage? I supremely doubt that. Sure. <laughs> Jesus. That's like something that they would have, like, kids would have said to her when she's in elementary school. Yes. Like, that's, that's the level yeah. of, of She is actually just a couple years older than you are, so <laughs> she probably got that a lot in elementary school. Really? Yeah, she she's she's in her early forties, I believe. I mean, she served in the Iraq War. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's that. Yeah, when I graduated from GW for my master's degree, we had uh, New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg. Oh yay! It was all right. Previous year was Rahm Emanuel. I think oh. most of his speech was just flicking off the uh, <laughs> assembled people around him. The, he was White House Chief of Staff at the no, time. No, when was Bloomberg's speech? What, uh, 2011, when, when I graduated. Huh? From where? GW. Oh, that's right. You graduated from GW, too. Yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I get around. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Bloomberg? Yeah, at one point I almost went to Georgetown, but then I found out they didn't have spousal benefits for going to school there. Because so. oh. while my wife worked at Georgetown, I was hoping, but nope. Mm-hmm. No luck. All right, so we are the only exhibitor left in Tent C now, and that's really quite sad because they, they were some lovely people, and unfortunately they chose to go early. And it's not that it's not raining this year, thankfully. It's just still a little, just a little cold. Yeah. And uh, this is the eighth annual Gaithersburg Book Festival. We had we had some good people stop by the tent. There are a lot of good. Uh, author talks today. I know I caught uh, Cindy Blumenthal for a few minutes uh, down in one of the tents and I'm trying to think who else I walked past. Uh, oh, Mark. Well, we were right next to the H.L. Mencken Pavilion. So <laughs> I heard Mark Shriver speak about his book, Programmage My Search for the Real Pope Francis, and oh. you know, various other people that I don't recognize the names of, but it looks they look interesting. Oh, I see. So not everybody in the H.L. Mencken tent was talking about H.L. Mencken. No, no. Okay. Yeah. That would have made too much sense. Yes. Uh. Yeah, I know that uh, my first year here, we were talking about earlier, I saw all the names on the tents, and I'm like, wait, how do they have Rachel Carson? <laughs> I mean, but I figured there are probably a lot of people who've written books on Rachel Carson. Yes. So, you know, you could have had, like, it's a Rachel Carson-themed pavilion and like people are doing analysis books it's too nichey i don't know yeah well, Who would read that book? well you consider that with the jim henson pavilion oh thing. rachel carson like silent spring she was the environmental researcher who figured out that ddt was like really terrible and killing all the birds and yeah uh and and insects and stuff and destroying our ecosystem and also a fellow pittsburgher yeah 
That's probably Ooh. why we know who she is and nobody else does. That was sorry. That was a terrible fist bump. There Boom. we go. That's there. Better. All right. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what are you doing? That's like trying to do some kind of sign language, but it's not even. It's not real sign language, so I have no idea what he's saying. Oh. Anyway. Now you guys know. John and Rana, you guys both had a chance to enjoy the food trucks they have here. And John, what was it? The brought with brought with lump crab and old bay. <laughs> if you can find it, eat it. <laughs> I got some unholy abomination of French fries, bacon rind, and scallions with spicy mayo. It's I know I'm going to regret it, but it was really, really good. French fries are like my favorite food, so I couldn't not do it. Well, I've been getting by on just the snacks I brought with me, and uh, Bianca's been pretty much getting whatever she can get. Right? Yeah, I love, I love tabling with Keith because he brings enough food for me to eat like the whole day through. I'll just, I'm a vulture. I steal from everyone else. Yeah. So. And I found that it, it works really well because it's not like anybody really finishes their food. Yeah. Especially at these festivals when they give you like four cups of fries per serving. Well, I know at Kensington, uh, Jim King had went and got a Reuben and he ended up not even being able to eat the whole thing. I think him and Corey Parker tag teamed on that sucker. Smart. I think, did you take one down by yourself, Ron? Well, yes, but I hadn't eaten anything all day, so. Oh, okay. Okay. No problem there. Yeah, it, it was gigantic. It was the size of your head, if you could imagine. Oh, I can eat that. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that big. I can eat five pieces of a New York style cheese pizza, no problem. <laughs> it's about the size of Keith's head. Oh, okay. Keith's head now or Keith's head last year? Not now. Yeah. Yes, I have gone down to hat size. <laughs> oh my god. What? Is gas really that expensive everywhere around yeah. here? Yes, it is. What happened? It's Maryland. Deal I with mean, it. <laughs> this is what happens when you defeat ISIS. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, man, I'm bummed I, I out. Think it was that much before we defeated ISIS, if we ever really defeated oh. ISIS. I mean, we're like, we're like doing a lot better. 99 cents a gallon. Oh, my yeah. God, stop. Yeah. Back in the day when we walked five miles to what you do have to know is John is 563 years old. <laughs> <laughs> it took him 27 years to graduate college. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> no, no, just a bit shy of that, right, John? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, we got about 20 minutes of this, so I think that's more than enough. Yeah, we were going to try to get Corey Parker on this, but he he could only stick for a little while, so he took off before we could get him on audio. Uh, I know he he gave us an update that he has finished reading through chapter 30 of Paul's book, so only 15 more chapters to go. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. All you need is one. Yeah. One long, very long. Yeah. <laughs> What's punctuation? Well, that oh, was that uh, Barty Stinson's advice to writing a novel: start writing. There is no step two. <laughs> yeah. All right. So from the Gaithersburg Book Festival, Gaithers, Maryland. This is Keith Shelvin signing off. This is Ronna Gator signing off. This is Bianca Palmisano signing off. This is John Lagay signing out. <laughs>
All right, Paul, what'd you think? I liked it. You guys are funny. You guys, you know, it's a nice, lively group of people that you got there. And all I basically did was I didn't have my whole microphone set up like I do for when we're recording here. But I just had my phone and I just passed it around. We're just sitting sort of in a circle behind the AS21 table. Uh, you know, me and me and Bianca in the chairs, Rana sitting on the curb and John just kind of standing next to us and just passing the phone around. <laughs> and uh, having a good time and i i really love when we can get together and have these events and have good experiences and everyone just have a good time and i sales were kind of light because of with the poor weather and trying to get people in but we had some, made some good connections we're possibly going to have a couple a new person joining our staff uh soon and with some new uh ability as part of our uh, audiobook pilot program Ooh. so be on the lookout for information about that and uh yeah I and mean, my most surprising thing is i came home with candy i had Ooh. i went there i put out a box of munchkins and a bag of at, at the start of the day it was a bag of starburst and i came home with starburst and then when the munchkins were gone i put out mints I came home with mints too. How did that happen? So, even though it was a large crowd, I think the weather was just a little bit too cold for people to, you know, really walk around several times. So, and then of course my major disappointment for the day was there was one, an old friend of mine from college that was speaking in one of the booths, and I wasn't able to get away to go listen to him speak. So. Oh, that's a shame. And I, and and then it followed with him doing book signing afterwards. I couldn't even make it over to there because the timing of getting people to the table. But oh well, they're always next year, and you know, reached out to him online and you know, congratulated him and everything. So, but yeah, so <laughs> next year I'll be able to come down and give you some relief, hopefully. Oh, yeah. yeah. So now here we stand. We've got Virginia Comic Con coming up July eighth and 9th at the VCU campus. The uh, uh, Student Commons area will be set up there. Uh, that'll be me and Rhonda Gaynor there for two days in Richmond. So that should be great. Then we're looking right now. There's a possible book festival. We may be going into my old neck of the woods up near Pittsburgh in September. So we're looking into that now. We're trying to figure out logistics. And then we're going down to Charlottesville, Virginia, for an independent book festival in November. Ooh. Uh, that's being hosted by a uh, former guest and good friend of the podcast, uh, Carolyn O'Neill, author of Kinsley. Kinsley. Uh, she decided to work with her local Virgin Virginia Writers Club chapter to put together an independent book festival and reached out to us if whether we wanted to come down. So... Of course, we said yes, so we'll be down in Charlottesville in November. And then, of course, they will be taking a return trip out to Frostburg, Maryland for the Western Maryland Independent Literature Festival at Frostburg State University at their Center for Literary Arts. So we'll be going out there for the third year in a row. And that's a good time because it's just publishers there. It's not individual authors. It's not people selling vinyl siding and root and uh, gutters. So it's just publishers. So if you're a writer and you're in, I mean, there are people, organizations coming down from Pittsburgh, coming up from, coming out from D.C. area, coming from Baltimore, coming from West Virginia, 
it's a pretty good mix. Some people came from Ohio. It's a pretty good mix of people coming from that. How many states is that? Pennsylvania, Ohio, West Virginia, Maryland, Virginia. Yeah, that's five states. Five states plus the District of Columbia, people coming out for that. So it's right. a great time in the Lyric Theater there at the Center for Liberty Arts in downtown Frostburg, Maryland. So that'll be in October. Uh, we haven't heard yet of whether DC Author Fest is happening this year because they're renovating the MLK Library. So that mm. may pretend that one not happening, but we'll be on the lookout. But yeah, there's many great events coming up and we'll be out at them. Now, as far as Publish Me, now we are in. Corey's got one more third of the book to read and then we'll be through with the full editing process. Once the editing is done, then we will go with the production of the ebook, a release of the ebook, and followed by release of the paperback and the hardcover. So that'll be out hopefully in the next two months. Yep. Next month, we, Corey will be back on here to discuss the that process as the editing is going through and give a, a general update. Uh, for those who supported the Indiegogo campaign and were expecting to have received the cover art by now, we had had prints made, but we weren't 100% happy with the quality of the prints, so we're looking at getting those redone. So we'll be getting those out to you as soon as possible. We do have posters of the artwork that will be available with Rana at Virginia Comic Con. So she'll have posters of that, plus prints of her own uh, individual work to show off as well. So oh, that'll be fun. Yes. So, Paul, you got anything coming up this month? Uh, in terms of writing projects, uh, not really at the moment. Um, I do have uh, a few research opportunities coming up in terms of researching serial killers and researching uh, psychological trauma, oh. uh, which will be entertaining for me. Um, apart from that, summer camp is starting up, so we children. <laughs> yeah. And that's really it. All right. Good times. Right. Well, I guess that wraps it up for this month. This has been Chapter 27 of the Publish Me Podcast for June 2017, live at Gaithersburg. So we'll be back next month for a continuing checkup on the editing process as we move towards final publication of The World of Magi. So we'll be discussing a bit more of the details of the release, ebook, paperbacks, hardcover, uh, setting up everything with Lulu and getting that all worked out. So, who knows? Sure. Maybe I'll do a deep dive in the, the process of creating an ebook. So that sounds like a fun thing because I think a lot of people don't really fully understand what actually is needed to go into producing one. Since everyone can be a writer now with ebooks. Yep, absolutely. Be sure to catch us on. Podomatic, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, TuneIn, YouTube, and media.as21.com. You can reach out to us at Facebook, facebook.com slash publishpodcast, on Twitter at publishpodcast, or email us, publishpodcast at as21.com. That's at aois21.com. All right, for the Publishing Podcast, I am host Keith F. Shelvin, publisher of AS21 Media. And as always, everyone, this is Paul Dickinson Russell, the author of The Will of the Magi. Hope you enjoyed this month, and remember, where there are thoughts and ideas, there are stories. We'll see you next month.
Copyright 2017, AS21 Media, LLC, all rights reserved. AS21 Media. What do you want your story to be?